Hello and welcome to Sermons from First Press, a weekly podcast from the First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, Michigan. The first reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 27, and chapter 2, verses 7 through 9, and verses 16 through 18. Hear now the word of God. And God created the human in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then the Lord God fashioned the human, humus from the soil, and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And the human became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden to the east, and he placed there the human he had fashioned. And the Lord God caused to sprout from the soil every tree lovely to look at and good for food. And the tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge, good and evil. And the Lord God commanded the human, saying, From every fruit of this garden you may surely eat, but from the tree of knowledge, good and evil, you shall not eat. For on the day you eat from it, you are doomed to die. And the Lord God said, It is not good for the human to be alone. I shall make him a sustainer beside him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading today comes from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, verses 42 through 45. We enter this story right after James and John have approached Jesus to see if they can sit to his left or to his right when he comes into his glory, both places of high honor. Yet Jesus demurs, saying these positions are not his to grant. Yet the other ten disciples become angry when they hear about James and John's request. And so begins our reading. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as the rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them but it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. The grass withers, the flower fades, The word of God endures forever. When I was a middle school teacher, my students would constantly ask me for certain things, especially where to sit. Can I sit in the front? Can I sit in the back? Can I sit outside? I did teach in Hawaii after all. It was pretty nice. I would usually play along at first and ask, why do you ask? so I can focus better. 
so I can be with my friends, so I can be away from such and such, because he smells. She's annoying. You might say it was an early form of selective social distancing. Sometimes I heard good reasons, and sometimes, well, not so good. Yet I knew if I acquiesced in any way, I would have 10 more students asking for something else. So unless the student's learning was obviously being impacted, I would usually say, let's try this out for now. Let's see how this goes. Well, for the foreseeable future, we're gonna do it this way. I wonder if that sentiment feels familiar today. I'm reminded of my students' request this week as we continue to live under a stay-at-home order. As people in certain states, including our own, protest the shutdown of so much of our lives, there are others who scold them for daring to put the rest of us at risk. Some governors are deciding to allow businesses to open back up, and others are taking a wait-and-see approach. It is the beauty and the chaos of these United States. That whether or not we go back to normal, whatever that means after COVID-19, that will depend on we as a people, on these other disciples, and how we react to our leadership's action or non-action. We look to our leaders, because all of us want to know what our place is in this big, wide, and wild world and yet dare anyone tell us where our place is. Like James and John, we go to the authorities to adjudicate our claims, to justify our cause, but we only listen when they say what we want to hear. And without knowing our place or where we are, we are lost and unable to find our way in the wilderness. With daily routines destroyed and work schedules out of whack, we long for someone, anyone, to bring order out of chaos and to calm these stormy seas. And if it's not Jesus who will decide who sits where, then who? Who can we trust when the world is on fire, when everything falls apart? As we go searching for answers, let us remember that the quest is in the questions. This week, we welcomed 11 new members to our congregation, our confirmation class of 2020. As their teacher and fellow traveler, we journeyed together this year, always asking questions on our quest to discover what does it mean to be a disciple of Christ and to be a member of this congregation. They came up with some creative responses. Who is Jesus? The one who is immune to sin. What is grace? Grace is Jesus' superpower. Who is God? God is the one all-knowing and all-being. Their responses remind us all that we are on this journey of faith together. And today our scripture passage reminds us that of where this journey began, in a garden, in the very soil beneath our feet. Our translation today calls this soil humus to show the connection to humans. In Hebrew, soil is adama, and so adam means human. 
and not simply a name. Autumn is fashioned from Adama, human from humus. And science reminds us that this humans, this dust, was formed in the belly of stars long, long ago and compressed the atoms into new elements before exploding into supernovas that light up the sky. When God said, let there be light, God also created the stardust that would one day form the building blocks of human beings. In the beginning, God's spirit or breath or wind, it's all the same word in Hebrew, ruach. Spirit hovered over the waters and all was formless void. In Hebrew, tohu wabohu, welter and waste before giving shape to the earth and separating light from dark, water from land. And now in the garden, God gives shape to this discarded stardust by fashioning, forming this formless matter into a living, breathing being with ruach, with a breath. We are mortal mud creatures, and yet also stardust sapiens, crafted from the cosmos to be caretakers of creation. God's masterful masterpiece on this rock orbiting a star among trillions and trillions. And how lonely we are without each other. We certainly feel that more today than perhaps ever before, being alone together amidst this pandemic. And our verse continues, as God sees our loneliness and creates a sustainer to Adam, to humanity. Other translations use the word helper. And yes, helpers are helpful. But what we really need are sustainers, people who are not only getting things back to normal, but keeping things from falling apart. Helpers may help someone, but sustainers provide sustenance to others empowering them to walk on and move forth as co-equals in creation. Indeed, Jesus reminds us that lest we forget our place in the world, we are called above all else to be below all else, to be servants to one another. We who are doomed to die and destined to dust are also fortunate to be fashioned to be graced by God's breath, to be living, breathing human beings, to breathe in and to breathe out, and to share this breath with all living beings. We are both creatures of clay and beings of blessing. So with stardust in our veins, it is only natural that we seek the stars above, how we long for immunity, how we long for immortality. How we long to be lifted up and seated next to the Prince of Peace, the Holy One, God with us. And surely that is our place. And yet our place here, this day, now, is a journey. A journey of a faith together. In a world where disease is rampant and we are disinfecting and distancing ourselves from one another, let us be reminded of the one who unites us the one who's immune to sin, who has filled us with the Holy Spirit by breathing into us. 
And as we are reminded this week, as our confirmands met virtually with our session, we find our place in this family of faith, not necessarily where we are, but who we are with in this congregation, in this body of Christ. So may we breathe. And trust that God has placed us in the garden, has plans for us together as a people. May we share this breath of God with all and not fear contamination. For in Christ, we are immune to sin. Unless we lose our way, let us cling to this one, this one who sometimes breathes for us. And may we be born again, to breathe again, to believe again. Alleluia. Amen. And let us pray together now. We are, O oh God, not by our nature people of fear. We are confident and assured. But we have been knocked to the ground. We are people who look out for others. So help us to continue that ministry of love and grace. We're not people of greed, but indeed we're people of generosity and of hope. We are your people, O oh God, loving and giving wherever we are, whatever it costs, for as long as it takes, for wherever you call us to go. So take these now, our offerings, and put them to use in service of your kingdom, and bring us your mercy that we might share it with all. Together we are agents of your grace at this time and in this place. Amen. And now, Creator God, you make all things new, and you weave them together into a rich tapestry of this life. Teach us, O God, to respect the rich and fragile tapestry and balance of life, and help us, O God, to care for the gifts of all your creation. God, by your wisdom, all who have power and authority, that by the decisions that they make, that life may be cherished in a good and robust and fruitful earth may continue to show your glory and sing out your praises. Almighty God, you have called us to tend the garden of your creation. Give us wisdom and reverence for all your plants and animals and creatures who share this planet and whose lives make possible our own lives. Help us to remember that they too love the sweetness of this earth and help them to join together in giving you praise. Loving God, if we're ill, strengthen us. If we're brokenhearted, mend us, O oh God. If we're tired, encourage and fortify our spirits. If we're anxious, help us to consider all the lilies of the field and all the birds of the air and hear their sweet song of hope that breaks forth with the dawn every morning. Help us, O oh God, not to stockpile treasures from the markets and take them into the barns of our larders. Don't let fear cause us to overlook the real needs of others who surround us with their need. Help us, O oh God, to care for those who are more vulnerable than we ourselves. Fix our eyes on your gospel story of generosity and help us, O oh God, to center our hearts upon your grace and mercy. Help us always to hold fast to what is good. See the good in others. Help us, O oh God, to remember that there is one world one hope, one everlasting love with baskets of bread and 
bountiful wine for all. And oh God, in Jesus we make our prayer this and every day. The one who suffered, died, and was raised to new life. The one to whom we turn to trust all our days and our lives. Finally, oh God, on this and every day, we give thanks for the leaders in our midst, our pastors, our community leaders, our mayors, our governors, our senators, our representatives. Oh God, look with favor upon all who guide and lead our land. Presidents, help, oh God, all those who lead the nations of this world. Provide them with stillness of hearts and a firm commitment to justice, to peace, and for the well-being of all people. And journey with us, O God, into the tumult, curious into the darkness, and back out again into the light. And center us again in the deep love of God, your love, that comes to us in Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and forever. Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us. For more information, visit us on the web at www.firstpresbyterian.org or send an email to info at firstpresbyterian.org. See you next week for another sermon from First Press.